It seems as if today you're told to stay away, but go. You're told to think badly, but smile. You are told to love thy neighbor, but you don't even know their name. You are told all these things, but you don't know what to do. Like the directions you are given lead to your unhappiness and seeing the wrong in the right. Maybe if there was a book or a few books that were written that could have warned us about the censorship or the demanding of the beliefs and maybe even the true power of the media and how we must enable ourselves to never be fully trusting or allow ourselves to fall for group think. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. All these things have something in common. It all stems down to the root, which is their relationship with you. Do they have the best intentions? Do they have you in mind when making decisions? Do they betray you or slander your name or identity? See, the definition of relationship mustn't be confused with the definition of correlation, which is co-relation. To define a relationship is the way in which two or more concepts, objects, or people are connected in the state of being connected, which understandably means the way they are connected, attached, or together. Not how, not the reason, but the way, as Mando would say. The way a mother and daughter are connected is simple. Their relationship is mother and daughter, which means one birthed the other, which happened to be a girl, so forth became the daughter, which means female offspring. Very clear, this relationship between these two. But what about something that doesn't have a physical entity, like an idea? An idea isn't something you can just grab or stuff in your pocket. It's not something that anyone can see or snuff out. It's simply the thought of something. And that does have a relationship with you. Your ideas are your mental offspring in a way. You birthed the idea of buying a red dress to go with your red shoes. That idea then became apparent by birthing a new idea, matching that red dress and shoe outfit with a white handbag. Now you're an idea grandparent. Congratulations. That's where the definition of correlation comes in. To define correlation is a mutual relationship or connection between two or more things. Key word here is mutual. Very big differentiator. To explain with the same two examples, the first being mother and daughter. Let's go ahead and address that this is a made-up scenario for the use of an explanation. Please don't start making assumptions nor adding in things that are not here, including the fact that this is simply, this simply may not be human. It could simply just be a figure of speech inside a young man's podcast that he makes simply for fun enough for financial gain or internet presence. <clears throat> the mother decides whether to have the offspring or not. Whether that offspring is a girl or a boy is undecidable making the relationship between the mother and the gender of said offspring non-mutual, for it would have to be decided upon between both parties, and furthermore, the offspring would have no decision on being birthed, nor had the chance to see the world they were entering unwillingly. This makes the relationship between the mother and the daughter a correlation. Using the definitions as I said, I understand there are more than one definition for a single word, I am fully aware, but simply using the definitions I provided, they have a correlation, not a relationship. The relationship is decided when the mother acts as a mother, however you describe how a mother would act. If she acts as such, then she becomes a mother to the daughter, but the daughter now has to act like a daughter however you deem a daughter should act, and so on, creating a relationship between them as a mother and daughter, instead of birth giver and offspring. This complex tangle is brought to you by... 
Have your parents ever said, I brought you into this world and I'm not afraid to take you out? Then you're in luck because I have a product for you. Introducing these hands. Buy one and get the other one free. This is an all-inclusive package that can easily verify their beliefs with an easy three-step application. Buy now with the number on the screen and have them delivered to your body today. Side effects may include eviction from home, spoiled connections to your loved ones, health problems, and it may cause a weakening in your beliefs and feelings. If you aren't satisfied, please contact us at 1-800-JOMOM. Relationships are tricky, for sure. But what shouldn't be tricky is the feelings within them. Unfortunately, we don't live in a perfect world, nor would we want to. So people tend to hide or mask their true feelings in order to either help or hurt the relationship. That too is very tricky. When a woman goes to a man and announces her offer to become, some would say, boyfriend and girlfriend, the man must also choose whether he accepts the offer made and then proceeds on partaking in, the, in said relationship. Unfortunately, it's not really that simple, for there are many language skills other than omniscient podcaster. The first being the least important, what's said. The actual verbal language both parties have in common, and what words were chosen. Second being, well, the second most important, is tone which is how the verbal language is spoken, and also portrayed by the most important language, which is body. With all of these, you can make what's called your language. Ah yes, this is the part of the episode where you're starting to understand what the underlying theme is. If a man drags himself over to your desk and then speaks in a lazy, deflated voice, Hey, uh, can I borrow that pen? I uh, forgot mine at home again. Then points to your pen across your desk, and you know it's a good pen, And you may or may not get it back, so you just say, Yeah, I guess. Give it back, though. You unenthusiastically reach over and hand him the pen, proving this burden upon you for a simple task. The reason it feels so large is because the person you're giving it to doesn't deserve it, nor sees its value. While one may say, It's just a pen. There are like five bucks for a pack of ten. And you're just profiling, or or you're just trying to make his life harder. Those are the same people who expect people to hand them things when they need it, or they don't expect to give anything when responsibilities call. Also, the same people who say that reading into someone's body language is simply judgy or unethical are the same people who complain on how badly people treat them, even though they know they haven't done anything wrong. How come they can't wear whatever they want to work? It's bullshit that they have to abide by such rules or follow a guideline, and how power-hungry their boss is for demanding they show up on time and well-dressed. Those are people who are blind to the language they are speaking. They have no understanding on the importance of self-evaluation. But not just when you wake up and before you go to bed. It's a constant past perception that you have to have for yourself. How are you about to say something? What does your body language say about you right now? What kind of words should you use in order to make someone feel welcome and properly validated? That person with that eye is the one who goes to the person behind the desk with a small smile. Hey! I'm sorry to interrupt. I'm sure you're doing amazing things. I just need to borrow that pin from you if you don't mind. I'll make sure to give it back by the end of the day. The confidence and tone give off a much more valued perspective on the seemingly meaningless task of picking up and handing off that pin. But within the second he approached, the person behind the desk was attentive and more than likely to be willing to do whatever the person asked, within reason. Handing off that pin as if you are doing them a favor, because you are. See, that pin being only really 50 cents, but it's worth way greater. See, the pen is worth the time and effort to get up, walk over, negotiate upon receiving that pen instead of simply doing without. He needed that pen, so its cost stays at 50 cents, but its worth skyrockets. Why? Because it's in demand, and that's why there are people in your job that are higher up than you, 
And that's why there are people that others just simply like. There are those people in your life that always seem to get their way and get it easier than you. Why? Because they know how to build relationships. It's fucking simple. The person now has a way better relationship with guy number two than guy number one. Why? Their language skills. A very easy to learn and practice skill that has no risk and high reward. Something we all should practice and master. Yet, there are people who don't. And those are the people who struggle to get people to help them. Or always in the manager's office getting a talk to. Or kicked out of their parents' house at a young age. Because their relations with others lack structure, fundamentals, and simple worth. If you can build great relationships with other people easily, it makes doing whatever you want to do almost impossible to fuck up. In life, it boils down to who you know, not what you know. And if you have great relationships, people will help you. And you will have many hands reaching out for you if you ever tumble or fall. Chris, you never fucking listen to me. You always make me feel like shit, and I can't stand it. When you talk to my friends, all like, oh, like all gooey and fuck, Chris, you always say stupid shit, and you never give me a fucking chance. God, it's like you want me to break up with you. Like, you're so fucking annoying. Ever heard that before? Congratulations on making it through high school, where girls and guys have no fucking clue what they're doing and why they're doing it. Most high schoolers just do. No thought, no self-assessments, no intention in sight, nothing. They just react and digest. This type of expressing your anger and frustration is called, in my own terms, muddy feelings, where it's super dirty and has a lot of emotion and unneeded speech. Whereas if you cleaned it up and got straight to the real stuff, it would sound something like this. Hey Chris, I've felt for a while that you put me lower on your priority list than I expected, and I feel underappreciated in this relationship. I also feel like you don't listen enough. I want to be able to speak to you without your input and just have you understand what I'm feeling. I don't want you to tell me how I feel or how I should feel. I simply just want you to know. Lastly, I want to address the way that you talk to my friends because it makes me feel uncomfortable. While I have no evidence per se or want to accuse you for anything that I can't prove, I want you to be aware about how you talk to my friends because it sounds flirtatious and as if you look at them with romantic intent. As your girlfriend, I don't want to feel this way and I don't want to continue on with this relationship any further. Due to you being negligent and oblivious to my feelings and for the lack of validation and thoughtfulness. It seems like you don't even care that I feel this way, which is another reason why I feel so frustrated and confused. That is clear, precise, and without the dirty mud getting in the way on how that person truly feels. While I know it's emotionless, sometimes logic should outweigh emotion. While I also understand that women are more emotional than men are, both are capable of setting aside the emotion and speak clearly with, and with a clear mind. The last thing you want to do in any relationship is say something you don't mean. For sometimes, you must answer a hard question. Is what I'm about to say worth more than not saying it at all? That will get you in and out of many troubles in your relationships and hopefully allow you a happier and stronger bond in the future. Which brings me to the last segment of this somewhat short podcast episode. I, Samurai, have three very clear principles when it comes to my romantic relationships. First, I must clarify that I define a date as an event where I ask questions and dig into their thoughts. While analyzing the way they process information, and while also studying their behaviors and seeing if they exceed my standards for a girlfriend. 
in layman's terms, I get to know them. And if they're cool and funny, then I'll go on another date. And so I'm fully confident that they are worth a committed relationship, that I intend to go on to marriage and eventual death. Dates for me has never involved kissing or any sexual contact of any kind. Keep in mind that I'm not religious at all. In fact, I'm fairly anti-religion. So it has nothing to do with my religious beliefs and all to do with my moral standards for myself. Dates are like an assessment for college. You either get in or you don't. If you get in, then you should go in with the intent of finishing it and receiving your degree. Same with my relationships. I go on as many dates as needed to decide whether they pass that assessment. Then if they do, we become girlfriend and boyfriend and from there it usually takes a few months before we have sex or anything close. Because during us being in a committed relationship, I'm still assessing whether or not I truly love this person for who they are or the short term satisfaction of sleeping with them. I decide whether or not I love them. I will never have sex with a woman whom I don't love. And I am 100% confident in that statement. This prevents me on creating fake relations or diluting any relations that I will ever have. And within my short life, I've had only three girlfriends, and the first two lasted close to two years, and the one that I'm currently and foreseeably still with is about to hit its two-year mark as well. With this, people ask how. How do I manage these serious relations at a young age for a very unexpected long time, relatively? With that, I say three things. Those three things being the founding principles of what I live by when it comes to my romantic relationships. First, I will never, ever physically strike or force myself upon you in anger or with intent. While accidents happen and I might accidentally elbow her while putting on my jacket or something, I will never hit, throw, or do anything that will cause her harm or enable that to happen. Second, I will never yell at, belittle, or emotionally abuse you. This might come as a shock to some people, I understand, but yes, I never have and never will yell at my girlfriend slash wife, because it does more harm than help. When you're yelling, you've lost all control of your thoughts and are emotionally distressed to the point where you feel the need to overpower the other with loudness. That is not going to happen with me. If I want to yell, I will simply step away and calm down before proceeding, or I will simply stay quiet and think about what I have to say. For yelling, degrading, or emotional abuse is permanent, is permanent damage. You can't take it back or heal it, so I must be very aware of its effects on her. If I don't, it will eventually result in a grudge. I also want to mention that I don't believe in such things called curse words. I believe words are, have all the same weight, and some are, yes, inappropriate at certain times. I won't call my girlfriend stupid any more than I will call her a stupid fuck. All this being a serious tone with the intent of harming her mentally, by the way, I definitely say she's hot as fuck all the time, so don't confuse me for being boring. Anyways. Third, I will never, ever cheat, or in other words, act unfaithfully, which in my definition means I won't flirt, talk to another person with seductive intent, or even enable someone else to act that way towards me. Obviously, this means not sexual acts of any kind to any other person, but even flirting I consider cheating. Due to you knowingly participating in a conversation that has the intent on becoming more than a conversation. If you flirt without the intent on continuing further into a relationship, then you are disrespecting the two other people, the person you're talking to and your partner. For not only are you being emotionally abusive and manipulative, but you're also being a fake fuck. If I ever feel the urge to act unfaithfully, I will sit down and think deep on why I feel that way and come up with a plan on whether I'm going to try and iron out those with her so no, so I no longer feel that way, or I will simply end the relationship I have because obviously it's not working out because mm, I want to act unfaithfully. 
I want to address that if I or she was ever drugged or forced to have sexual acts with another person beyond our will, I don't consider this cheating or unfaithfulness. While I expect them to do everything in their power to stop the act or prevent it from ever happening, there's a lot of bad sons of bitches out there. And if that happens to my partner, I will be very sad and hurt that it happened. But I won't love them any less. It's a terrible thing for someone to go through, and it would be even worse if they had to lose their loving partner as well. Take these words with your own and create your principles however you deem perfect. Then live by them. Never break it or settle. Integrity is something you never lose. For once you lose it, you can never be 100% integral ever again. Thank you for listening and I hope you all have a wonderful Halloween. I want to apologize because one, I just got my wisdom teeth pulled out and I feel like absolute shit talking right now. But based on my absence, I have also decided to change career choices and will no longer be a professional artist or streamer. I'm still going to go by the Art Samurai for now until I come up with a plan on changing how I create this podcast. I don't make this podcast for money or for internet presence. I simply make these episodes for fun and for the enjoyment of having other people listen to me and hopefully enjoy my content. Also, my schedule is usually Mondays and Thursdays, but I just got a new job and I might have to simply upload whenever I can. Thanks, and I can't wait to see you in the next one. Follow me anywhere because I don't currently have an Instagram specifically for this podcast. But for right now, you can follow me on Instagram at The Art Samurai, or you can join me on Discord with, with, or you can join me on Discord. Please message me either, you know, on Instagram or Twitter or whatever, or just simply send me a DM on Discord at The Art Samurai, hashtag 1932. My name is Jason, or The Art Samurai, and I'm out.